0: Hello, I'm so excited that you are here today. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Christine Laraca, and you are listening to episode number nine on how stress affects your health. If you haven't done so yet, jump over to drlaraca.com to grab your free guide to create your own personal weight loss plan. It's called the Weight Loss Workbook, and it's on the main page. Dr. Laraca is spelled out D O C T O R. L-A-R-O-C-C-A.com. Also, I just want to add a disclaimer here that even though I am a medical doctor, I am not your doctor. So the things that I teach about are not to be used as medical advice, and you should consult your own personal physician to discuss what's best for you personally. Okay, so let's dive in. So there are two types of stress. There is acute stress, which means abrupt and short term and chronic stress. So something acute might be something like a motor vehicle accident or getting into a fight or seeing something traumatic. Chronic stress is where we might have a chronic stressful environment by going to work in a job that there are things that are out of our control that we can't change and we feel locked in or we chronically aren't sleeping and that's putting physical stress on the body. So stress can be psychological, physical, or it can be both. Psychological stress, which is mental stress, can lead to fat accumulation and weight gain. So let's dive into the different types of stress here. So, the stress that is acute, meaning that abrupt and short term stress, is commonly referred to as the fight or flight response. Most of you are probably familiar with this term. What happens next is an increased sympathetic nervous system activity. And when that happens, that just means that everything in the body gets revved up. So, our body releases norepinephrine and epinephrine, our blood pressure increases. The blood vessels constrict, the heart pumps harder, and the heart rate increases. We end up with decreased blood flow to the kidneys and increased blood flow to the brain to improve our cognitive functioning. And our immune system also revs up to prepare for a wound or something similar. We also see metabolism effects. So, for the spider flight response, we'll see that there's an increased surge of glucose levels, that's the blood sugar. Our body will actually go and break down the stored glucose that it has in the form of glycogen and release it into the bloodstream. Then the stores flood the bloodstream with the glycogen first. And if more is needed, then it breaks down the fat cells to put glycogen, uh, I'm sorry, to put glucose into the, the bloodstream. You might think that this sounds good. Well, yeah, I want to break down fat cells. That's the whole point I'm listening to this podcast, right? But actually, this can be damaging because this isn't how we want to address our our fat breakdown because this process can actually lead to increased insulin resistance, which ultimately causes metabolic syndrome, worsening fat gain, and type 2 diabetes. So another effect that we can see with this acute fight-or-flight response Our physical effects, we can actually see an increased tolerance to pain because our body's bracing for impact, but still needs to be able to function and run away or stay and fight. So let's jump into the next part, the chronic. So this is sometimes referred to chronic stress as submit and stay response, which is interesting, right? So the acute one is the fight or flight and the chronic stress response is called submission and staying. So chronic stress can over time increase body fat, causes endocrine diseases by dysregulated hormones and causes a weakened immune system. So I want to go into a little bit of detail here on how we see these hormone effects. So I want to tell you about the specific parts of your brain. And I don't expect you to remember every part of this, but sometimes when we get a little bit down and dirty into the science, it can really help things stick for the overall picture that, wow, this really affects my hormones. So the first thing that we see is an increase in the hypothalamic pituitary axis activity. This is the hypothalamus and pituitary region of the brain. It's in the center of the brain. This increases hormones. The one you're probably most familiar with is called cortisol, but it also increases corticotropin-releasing hormone, adren- adrenocorticotropin, arginine, and vasopressin. Vasopressin is the one that increases our blood pressure, Blood pressure, and then oxytocin as well. Um. The hypothalamic pituitary axis activity increases body fat in a disproportionate way, meaning that muscle is actually broken down and fat is deposited around the abdominal region. Overall, increases blood pressure because of that vasopressin and other mechanisms and makes it harder to process the blood sugar. Another part of the brain I want to talk to you about is the limbic system. This is affected as well. This is another central part of the brain, but this part is responsible for behavior, emotions, and memories. So when this system is affected, it can cause you to desire short-term rewards, which cause an increase in food cravings. So ultra processed foods are immediately rewarding and our brain will sometimes default to craving these. These are things like sugars, pastries, flour in the form of bread, pastas, tortillas, chips, crackers, and then other processed foods such as white rice. And then we tend to want to stay away from the healthy unprocessed foods because they have delayed gratification and they don't give us that short-term reward that the limbic system is now looking for in this chronic stressful state. So having this limbic system chronically affected can cause depression over time and can actually cause memory changes as well. So you might not think as clear as you once did. The cerebrum is also affected. This is the outer part of the brain that's responsible for thinking and reasoning, problem solving, learning, and coordination of body movements. So basically we're talking about every single part of the brain here. So the cerebrum is actually responsible for decisions, right? And so when we have chronic pain, um, chronic stress, not chronic pain, chronic, well, chronic pain can lead to chronic stress, but when we have chronic stress, we can actually get decision fatigue. And this affects your ability to make deliberate healthy choices because they get harder to make and take more work for your brain to, to be deliberate on decision-making. So when you have decision fatigue, your brain will want to default to the easiest option. And a lot of times that's the packaged foods. That's the processed um, fast foods. That's what's ever easy and not planned out. So as we can see, chronic stress can lead to an increase in blood sugar levels, leading to insulin resistance, metabolic system, um, metabolic resistance, sorry, metabolic syndrome And insulin resistance. So, chronic stress leads to increased blood sugar, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and ultimately can lead to type 2 diabetes. So, chronically, what happens with our immune response? So, we talked about in that acute, like short term stress response that our immune response really revs up in case we're injured. Well, chronically, we have these continuous infection fighting cells that are responding. And we get this systemic inflammation. That means that we get inflammation throughout our body because over time, if we have these inflammatory cells that we're not using, they just stay there and cause inflammation throughout the body. And that can lead to weight gain, heart disease, um, stroke, and a ton of other disease processes. And then what happens is when it comes to actually fighting an infection, we have in decreased immune response because our our immune cells are actually already recruited to other areas of our body. The other physical effects that we see with chronic stress are decreased tolerance to pain, and worsening sleep quality. And so you could see that if we have this chronic stress and it's causing increased pain because we have a decreased pain tolerance, this is like a cycle, right? That causes worsening sleep quality. And then this cycle leads to increased stress. So this is a cycle that we have got to break. So what can you do? The number one thing that I want you to do right now is I want you to take a minute and I want you to identify your sources of stress. So take a second now. I'm going to pause so you can think about a few sources of stress. Now, I want to address them and I want to do this right now. I don't want you to just say that you'll do this. I don't want you to give an eye roll and say that you need to do this this is affecting your health and it needs to be dealt with now. So let's focus on one of those sources of stress. So the first, the first step is identifying that source. So right now I want you to identify one source of stress that may be the largest source that we're going to focus on today. Now, the solution I am about to give you may be new for some of you, So I need you to keep an open mind, especially if your approach to decreasing stress right now isn't working. I want you to keep an even more open mind to this solution. I'm not about to tell you to meditate, to do yoga, or to go for a walk, although I completely endorse all of these things and they would help too. But today we're going to focus on something different. So grab that one source of stress. What is that? That number one source of stress in your life. So this source of stress is considered a situation, a circumstance, maybe it's a person or a relationship, but it doesn't have any meaning until you have a thought about it. And the thought that you are choosing to think is causing you to feel stress. So try this out. What is the thought that you are having about the situation? Say it out loud. How does that thought make you feel? This is important because, in reality, nothing external can cause us to feel emotions, only our thoughts. About an external circumstance can cause us to feel an emotion. Thoughts create emotions. This can be life-changing if you give it a chance. So now that you have identified the thought that is the actual source of your stress, you can change it. You can't change external things in the world you can only change your thought about them now maybe over time right there are things that you know we're set out to want to make an improvement in the world but right now in this second right here you can change the way you feel but you cannot change that external circumstance right this second so now i want you to change it i want you to decide decide what you are going to think about this circumstance deliberately what emotion do you feel when you think that new thought? So right now, decide what the new thought is going to be and say that out loud. Now, what emotion do you feel when you think that new thought? And try to narrow it down to one word. Now, the key here is the practicing this new thought over and over. Your brain has been conditioned to think you were an unintentional thought that was causing you stress. It has even physically strengthened nerve pathways in your brain. Now is your time to create new thoughts and new pathways. You are in control of your feelings and you are absolutely in control of many aspects of your health take back your control. When you go over to the website and you download that free weight loss workbook, there is a whole section and worksheet dedicated to this, to this thought process. This is called the model, the self-coaching model. This is as equally as important for weight loss as the nutrition, the exercise, and all of the other work that we are doing. This might be even more important because without the right mindset, without deliberate thinking, you will not be successful. So jump on over, get that free weight loss workbook and do the worksheet today on the thought models. This will be really helpful for taking you through this process, especially if right now you're listening in your car and your place where you don't have um, the ability to write down your thoughts. So I give you a platform to be able to do that. So that's what I have for you today. I really want you to take this and let it sink in. I really appreciate you being here and listening, and I hope that this can help you along your weight loss journey. If you have a minute, please leave me a podcast review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever your podcast listening venue is. Doing this will help me out and make the podcast more viewable by others that are searching for weight loss solution. So I'll talk to you soon, but in the meantime, make the most out of your time now and take back control of your health. All right. Bye now.